so I'm going to begin as we we do most podcast episodes and ask Corey, would you like to uh, tease out any kind of trivia corner, little bits and bobs that you might have for us? Or maybe you need to begin with apologies from the hamster down under. You expect me to do any of that after Potato Gate? Mischief, <laughs> do, you Mischief to, do, you to, do you want to tell people what Potato Gate was? Mischief Knight thanks you for your interest. Um, <laughs> oh, there was a question um, about how many times Daphne said potato on mm. the, um, the uh, episode where she breaks up with, uh, yeah. what's his face, Joe. And uh, Will had just seen another episode where there's a discussion about potatoes. And he included that in his number and he challenged, challenged me. And, <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson that day, which yeah. is that you are God, and I know it, to quote Slow Tango in South Seattle. <laughs> um, yes, and Hamish, Hamish, Hamish does do the, uh, offer the apologies. What happened was, is his invitation to the Porte de Jean came to my mailbox by mistake, so I never gave it to him, and that's why he's unable to be here, because um, he's not on the list. <laughs> so, uh, I do have, I do have some, uh, I, trivia corner at least from my side is going to be about trivia um as are the questions hamish did send me so whenever you're ready to start those i'm good to go but if you want to do more before that i'll kick it back i over. think i think let's let's get going i think the kind of running or in fact that's maybe a good good time to just explain what the rough itinerary of these very ad hoc live episodes is going to be you can probably tell that this is uh it's not the most well machine we like to just kind of keep things fast and loose here um we'll do the trivia corner um we will then go through our um kind of episode rankings which we have in our our kind of cut what's the word customary tiered system now um i've kind of tried to pick a, the theme for this season which we'll see we'll see how it lands when we get there um we'll do our rankings we're going to go back and forth and, and and talk a little bit about that and then we'll we'll open up the floor to list of mail um probably looking at an hour um perhaps slightly over well, who knows um but we'll see kind of the rough episode um length of a, of a normal podcast that we do um but yeah Corey, if you want to take things away my friend it is over to you. So the first three are Hamish's, and you would think the first one might be one of mine based on how it goes, but uh, it's okay. interesting. And I'm going to be reading it like they do in ham radio because I can't use technology, so I'm writing it out and holding it behind my mic. <laughs> um, okay, question one <laughs> from Hamish. There are 16 members of the Trivia Cadre. Um, can you name them all by nickname? Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe, maybe we might be able to crowdsource together some... Uh, not the whole okay there's run run for your life yes there's little owlet in the glen yes. little bobby briscoe yes um it's father mike one yes. father mike father mike um we can't forget corrigan hamish here mischief <laughs> knight and cam winston, yes, cam winston. Yes. um there's niles crane yes <sighs> what's caitlin's that's the one that's just like flagged for me because like that's one of the most on the you know we see it all the time. Um, is it who's um, Nanette Guzman? Guzman Crane. Guzman yes. Crane. Mrs. Guzman Crane. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my God. Run for your life. Some of them are a little newer or don't post as often. So you might not. I hate to say it, Will, but I think the count so far is eight. I think it's Rachel. Is yes, how ahead. many? How many we're looking for here? Seven. You have half of them. You have oh, half of Christ them. on a bike! Um, radio all over for me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh my God! And we're going to have to tap out halfway. That's appalling. Um, how this is how we treat our community. It's how we treat our guests. You know. Um, 
Well, speaking of which, Will, please introduce us to your guests. I see <laughs> Mr. Bryn, the trivia master, <laughs> and Hamish, who appears to be silent and mute. <laughs> the mute. Um, I thought I had one then, but it's gone. Um, it, I mean, my coffee with Niles originally as yes. trivia, but I don't think he's he's not in the he's not on the Facebook group chat. So I'm assuming no, no, no. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not potato gating you, Corey. Don't worry. <laughs> um, oh my goodness me! I just have to say, I have to actually cross them off. So I now I doff my imaginary um, babe magnet floppy hat to you for having to do it. Like when I put it and you click them individually. So. <laughs> um, I think I think I might have to tap out. They're probably going to come to me later, but I can't keep people just sitting in silence while I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, do you want clues or for the sake of time, shall I? Clues, clues would be nice. Why not? Okay. Um, one was born born with just a foil in a dream. Oh. Gunnar. Gunnar, yes. No, no, not you, Maris. <laughs> <laughs> not, not you, Maris. Um, no, sorry, I live by the airport. No, no, I wasn't talking to you, Maris. It's not about the one. For, uh, juicy wench. Juicy wench. Oh, my God. Go. I was thinking, is this the water pills? And I couldn't yes. think of something called juicy wench. Damn it. Wink. Baby Glazer. Baby Glazer. Uh, Marta has problems with her pronouns. Missy Crane. Missy Crane. Missy Crane. Um, I, you know, I, honestly, Caitlin's, I forget the reference off the top of my head, but um, it's, uh, it's very floral. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> that, that's, you would I do that in this every place. Week. <laughs> you would sweat in this place. I would sweat in this place. Oh, it's Hothouse Orchid. Yes. Hothouse Orchid, man um, alive. And then I also forget Lindsay's reference, but it's it's someone, comma, feeling, a feeling or emotion. Someone, comma, feeling. Um, who is the someone from the world of the show? Yeah, I think so. It's a like a lesser known character. I'll give you the second half. It's something, comma, delighted. Oh, you've got me. I feel like it's been ages since we might have had a question from these these people. Yeah. I've not seen them on Reddit for a while. Yeah, this, this is so you're Finkelman. gonna have to give me that one, Corey. Finkelman delighted. Finkelman delighted. Wow. Yes. Christ, I'd never have got that in a million years. I love that though. Yes. Like, and then tech. Oh, the other two, technically, Preston is in the group. But I don't think he has questions. Does um, Preston have a nickname? It um just PP. PP. <laughs> PP, classic. Yeah. And then uh, Anna is also part of the group. I don't think she's asked questions since like the beginning, but we still love her. And she just goes by AC. AC? Because she's, she's cool. We could really use some AC in the UK right now. It's about 30 yes. degrees. Um, yes. so that, that was, is that all of them? That was, that was all of them. That's it, a fantastic question. And I'm so sorry to anyone who might be present whose moniker or nickname that we just completely forgot um but, but yes thank you Corey, for uh, reading all of those out and thank you to everyone who asks questions um okay number two of those 16 people there are six countries represented uh do you want to take a stab at which six are represented by our country? okay so the uk no maybe not the uk well niall yeah. is from ireland I believe. he's from ireland yes. Yes. to ireland um america hammy's yes. new zealand Yes. Canada, Caitlin's Canadian. Yes. Um, the UK was correct. I'll give that to you. Okay, so, so there's four. There's there. one more. You need one more. 
Didn't we say Father Mike was Swedish? Oh, with the win. Oh, did we get it? That's all six. Good yeah, job. no way, man. Wow. That's good. Let's hope that's a kind of portent of how things are going to go later, you know, with the reviews. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the last one from Hamish. Um, last season, he documented 42 F-bombs from the already imminent Will. He says this season, he only found two, but he wonders how many did Steve fire as the plane flies by. I've honestly only said two this season. I, I think, I don't think I've said any. I definitely think you have because there was one which I forgot to edit out. I'm going to in a minute. <laughs> did anyone? Did anyone? Did anyone hear? I think it was probably about five weeks ago. There was an episode I forgot to edit the end. Like, right, I'm going to oh, I'm yeah. going to turn off the recording now. And then Steve says something like, "Oh, f Discord or whatever the software we're uh, using." I think the exact quote is "fuck Craig." That was it. Craig is the Craig robot that records us on Discord. So <laughs> Craig is not an animate human being. No one was hurt. During that uh, that tirade, it's more um, like a squirrel thing, isn't it? That appears. I'm going <laughs> to say yeah. Steve says seven seven f bombs. Steve, do you want to take? You said zero. Well, I uh, thought zero, but I do remember saying "fuck Craig." So apologies for my language twice in this episode. So if we're counting this, there's now three, but I think it's only it's one. It's just going up and up and up. I think Steve it's is correct. It is just that one. Oh my god, damn man, unbelievable! I knew it as well, and I just kind of and it should know. have been edited out. It shouldn't even be there. Exactly. I'm, I'm just potty mouthed. I'm, the I'm a terrible <laughs> editor. I'm a terrible <laughs> editor. Um, no bashfulness here, Will. Blame <laughs> here is fifty-fifty. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll do my three quick, and then I think we have a few live. Uh, oh, amazing, amazing! This no rush, no rush. All right. Um approximately, and I'm going to give you some wiggle room because I know it's a little dicey on some of them, but how many trivia questions are asked this season? And secondly, wow. can you guesstimate how many you got right or like maybe a percentage? Wow. Well, how many did Will get right? How many did I get right? Well, well, I mean, collectively, I, I, between famously three. terrible. Um, I think we average about six. I reckon, mm, I reckon it's about 10, 10 yeah. an episode. Um, if we average 10 an episode, there's been, I don't know how many. 23, technically. 23. Uh, two. I'm going to go for, if you're saying 10 an episode, I'm going to go for 235. I just think there's some random spare ones in there. Okay. Well, I, I reckon let's just keep it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe do I want a different answer or do I stick with you and, you know, staple my colors to, uh, to Steve? Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say 250, nice and clean. And I reckon percentage. All three of you combined. All three of us combined. Thank God we're okay. I'm going to go for about 62%. 74. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) No, no, no. Actually, not too bad. Um, The total number was 274. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. And. Goes a plane, sorry. Um, uh, the number correct was 163, which computes to 60 percent. Oh, so not too bad, not yeah. too far away. 62. Um, yeah. I, w- I want to say most of that pushing that upwards is, is Stephen Key because I normally get like two out, of, <laughs> two out of ten correct. Um, but yeah, I love I, that. That must have taken a long time to calculate. It, I have you should, I don't know if you could see, but I have like all my hash marks and everything oh my everyone. god i love um, that we should just auction fun... that off when the podcast ends <laughs> uh, just a fun little note um 
key is kinder to you, Will, because you have a better percentage when you're answering Key's questions than Steve's. That is, that's such a cool fact. I love that. That's really neat. Okay. Um, question two. How many repeat questions were there? Or like Ooh. times when like Key or Steve asked one that we were going to ask later throughout the season? Throughout this season. That does happen quite often. I want to say... Mm, I'm going to say seven times. What are you saying? What are you saying, Steve? I was thinking 12. I think it's every other episode. You reckon? That's 11. A... Oh, very, <laughs> nice. very nicely played, Steve. Well, there is a double episode in there, so maybe it's 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then according to Will, how should a good trivia corner make you feel? Wow. Was this, this is... reference to an episode he asked me the questions? I get the um, feeling I answered questions and Will said that's exactly how Trivia Corner should make you feel. No, he... Hmm. Steve lamented, I think, a, a rough round of trivia and then Will said, that's okay, trivia should make you feel... Less of a man, I think it was. Yes. <laughs> no, why? Was it, <laughs> like, was it Were there other like, criteria? Was it just that? I did no, so bad. Just like less, of a, less of a man. <laughs> less <Yeah>. of a man. <laughs> Destroyed. That is um, how I feel weekly on the podcast, so yeah. <laughs> and, and then I have one joke question, but it's about Key, so I don't know. But Will might remember. Well, I mean, Steve listened to him, too, so he might remember, too. But uh, what two-word phrase will Key always regret uttering during the season four run? I think, do you, do you know what it is, Steve? I think I know what it is. I don't think I know. Okay, apologies to everyone here. I'm fairly certain it is the phrase vaginal walls. That is correct. <laughs> as soon as you apologized, I knew what was coming. Honestly, honestly, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my God, how could I forget Key said that? Mute that person. There we go. Um, okay. I, I actually almost had a flashback to that time Key was talking. I, I can't remember what the question was. And he ended up saying it was something to do with a woman's work was a hoover. And that went down really badly. And I thought of that when you first asked the question. I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with ironing or hoovering. And uh, oh, Key, I think he Key, was Key said something which he did. Yeah, he didn't mean and was very, very kind of could be misconstrued. Yeah. Yeah. Male chauvinist Key. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I have some more fun bits, but I'll save those for the end. Um, I know there's at least two of our trivia people who said they were going to be here, but there might be more who didn't see my message to, to click. Um, so I know little Bobby Briscoe is around if he wants to ask his question first. Go Absolutely. for it, little Can Bobby. everybody hear me? We can indeed. Lovely to meet you, All little Bobby. Right. Good to put faces with you guys. I've been enjoying the podcast so much. This oh. is just so much fun to be able to participate in it. Oh, that's so uh, lovely to hear. Thank you. All right. My uh, my question, a little clarification. In the course of each podcast episode, the names of other TV shows get mentioned, and these can pop up anywhere in the episode, you know, Trivia Corner, The Review, Listener Mail, whatever. And by TV show, I mean anything that is or has ever been available via TV broadcast or any streaming platform and has multiple episodes, so no one-off dramas or movie titles are counted. So with all of that in mind... <laughs> What was the highest number of TV shows, other than Frasier, of course, mentioned in a single podcast episode this season? God, it's got to be one that I've been on and rambled on about random sitcoms. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> sorry, are we getting? Sorry, are we getting the figure of how many different TVs, TV 
franchises or things were named. Right, right. Pieces, pieces of work, pieces of work, uh, TV shows with multiple episodes. Okay. How many, of the, how, how, how many of those were mentioned in a single episode? Yes, that's it. Oh, my God. Well, Will, you have mentioned The Simpsons, so that's one. You mentioned The Simpsons, Seinfeld, Northern Exposure, Seinfeld. Cheers. Um, Key mentions loads of obscure British ones. Um, he mentioned Red Dwarf. I'll have mentioned Faulty Towers. I'll have mentioned Caroline in the City. Everybody Loves Raymond's been mentioned. Friends has been quoted multiple times. But, uh, but is this just a single... This is one episode where we mention more than we mentioned in previous ones. Yes, that's exactly okay. right. It's the it's the the highest count in a single episode of other shows mentioned. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I can't think what episode it could be, but how many within that episode we name? I'm gonna go. I, I, maybe it's not as high as we think. I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna say I was, six. I was thinking eight. I'm happy to split the difference if you want to go for seven. But go you're going to be more. <laughs> I'm going to Corey's got twelve. If any, yeah, if anyone else wants to kind of jump in with answers, by by all means, type them in. Um, we can we can get a few. Ludicrous prop and Jay's commented fourteen. Fourteen. Ooh, ooh. No. Okay, put us out of put us out of our misery, little Bobby Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the highest number that I counted was fifteen. Cool. And it actually happened in two different episodes. It happened in uh, Dad Loves Sherry, and then it happened in the very last one with Odd Man Out. And so you see, Steve, it's not always just you. <laughs> wow. 15? That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. People are going to stop listening. Like, hang on, I thought this was the Frasier podcast. Um, what, was, what was the other episode? Odd Man Out and which one? Uh, Dad Loves Sherry, The Boys Just Whine. Wow. Honestly. Oh yeah, good. That wasn't one of mine. My... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a key that. episode. So. <laughs> Ludicrous Pop and Jay, you definitely get points for being closest with fourteen. That is a phenomenal no showing. Doubt. No hell doubt. Of a, yeah, hell of an episode as well. I reckon <laughs> 14, 15. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that, little Bobby. Any other questions from yourself or any others present in the chat? Anyone? I'm done. You're done. I Perfect. I see Rachel, but I wasn't sure if she was going to ask one. Oh, there she is. Okay. I sure do. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. I also have, if any other trivia masters are here and don't have a question, I have a backup question in case somebody asks us, but it's so obscure. I can't imagine that that would have happened. But um, so, <laughs> well, um, and obviously, Steve, if uh, you have the answer to this, but I don't know that you watch Desperate Housewives. So uh -huh. um, I do. I, I did. Not, not recently, but I have. So you never know. I love that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So in the first four seasons of Frasier, how many actors or actresses who have appeared up till this, up to our last episode of season four would go on to appear in Desperate Housewives? And can you name them? I can name one straight away. That's a really small part in Desperate Housewives. He played a policeman. That's Scott Atkinson. Oh and, my God. Okay. He nice. plays Clive Roddy. Clive Roddy. <laughs> so Harriet Sansom Harris, Phoebe yeah. Glazer. Um, obviously, Felicity Huffman. Um, oh, sorry. So, who's only been in? Who's only well, been in? Has only been in the show up to the point right now. Yeah. So, I had that question for Steve. I, I wasn't sure that he had appeared so far, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, okay. No, you go, Steve. You go. What? Sorry. Uh, no. Well, I, I said Scott Atkinson because he appears in. Obviously, um, it's gone out of my head. Yes, the two Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Cranes. Yeah, the two Mrs. Cranes. Um. 
Yeah, Harriet Samson Harris, Bibi's in it. Pathos. The ugly duke thing's not in it yet. She's not appeared yet, has she? <laughs> um, hmm. No, I'm going to struggle, Will. I do need your help. That would be oh. the only two that I think up to season four that I'm going to know. So, so they've only been up to, in the show up to season four. Um, so I can't name, obviously, like Julia. Um, who, who else? Or is that so? That's that's two. Um, How many are we looking for? That oh. was part of the question. That's part of the. That's part of the question. That's Perry Gilpin. The... Perry Gilpin appears in Desperate Housewives. Does she? Ah, I know more than you, Will. <laughs> uh, you do. I mean, I've only got up to like season four of Desperate Housewives. I think I need to get back on it. Um, um, does uh, Does Dan Butler appear? I do not have him. So if, if I if I am mistaken, no, no, I I trust you hundred percent. The only other one I can think of that might have done is Edward Hibbert. No, I do not. No, he does give uh, off massive. What a waste that they didn't. That's have what him I mean. On. I would imagine he'd be exactly the right person to be in that. There is someone else, and I'm really desperately thinking of their name, and I can't think of them. If I helped you out with a clue that this person might have accompanied Harriet Sampson Harris in episodes, might have accompanied her. Oh my god, this is a fantastic question. Little Alva in Glen uh, observes the mercy rule, so if you need to be done, I think I might have to tap out here. What are you saying, Steve? I was happy knowing Scott Atkinson. I like I like to just bow <laughs> in, in the face of a great question and admit I am, you know. I sort of got off to a good start, but that's it, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Put us out of our misery, Rachel. Having missed uh, Clive Atkinson, I feel a little bit. Uh, Clive, I am a little sad about this, but um, Catherine Justin, who played um, BB's mother, who was also a receptionist. <sighs> Do you know what? That oh was the woman God. that I was thinking of. I couldn't think of her name or picture who it was. So, oh, oh damn, man, of course. And Jane Levis would go on to be the um, marriage counselor. Why the hell did I go with Edward Hibbert and Dan Butler when I knew that? We Jane? couldn't even remember Jane Leaves, man. Ah, so good. So Great. good, Rachel. Do you have any other questions or is that yours? Sure, I have one more. Um, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So how many celebrity guest callers have called into the show thus far? Wow. Do not ask me to name them. Corey. Name them. <laughs> or in order. <laughs> um, Hold on, Will. Let this little visual joke I've got. Let me just have a look at my uh, Fraser IQ. Book. What is your Fraser IQ, Steve? <laughs> um, are, are we going to say about... I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 53. 53? I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to go with... There's a, in, what, it, hold on, we're we going for season four? We're not going for season four. So up to so the end of season four. Yeah. See, season one, I think, is absolutely packed with guest callers, and I think they dropped off a bit afterwards. Mm. I think it's high. What did you say, 54? Uh, or 53, somewhere around there. I'm going to go with 68. I think there's a lot more. Yeah, wow. 87. 87? <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. I was trying to average maybe about, like, 15 a season, and then I and then I chopped off a bit because I got scared by 60. Um, season one, there's certain episodes that have got two or three callers, isn't there? So they do really, really ramp it up in the first season. It sort of drops a bit. Mm. Towards the end of the season, there's, there's barely any. But, wow, that's high. That is a lot higher than I thought. 
I thought I was overgoing it with 68 or whatever I said. <laughs> great, great question there, Rachel. Yeah, thank um, you very much. Are there any Same. others out there in the in the trivia corner universe that want to be that want to be asked? So Mrs. Guzman Crane said initially she was going to make it, but then she said that her her little one might have gone to bed and she didn't want to wake her. So I don't know if she's here. I can't see the full list. So if she's here, she should certainly jump in. But if not, I think that's everyone we got, unless there's Perfect. anybody hiding. Well, if anyone is hiding, by all means, just pop up while we're while we're talking, and we can we can fit you in later. Um, but amazing! Thank you so much, guys, for just kind of yeah giving us another brilliant live trivia corner. Um, thank you, Corey, for emceeing, uh, especially you know in place of Hammy as well. You know, you're doing the, the job of two. Um, so really, really good stuff. Uh, shall we get into our, our ranking of the season, Steve? Let's go for it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want you to start. What is your episode? No, before we do, before we do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put myself on the line here and, and talk about my my tiered system. So for the lower tier, by the way, we've done a, a twenty three to one, so we've we've encountered three dates and a breakup as just one episode rather than two, um, if that makes sense. So for episodes twenty three to sixteen, I've called it No No Nanette um 15 to 8 is time flies tomorrow and 7 to 1 is the chameleon song i tried to keep it nice and literary themed and i wanted to use a crane's critique somewhere in there because it was one of my top 10 picks so uh that is what we've gone for and obviously we'll get our respective rankings to caitlin asap um and she will kind of do that amazing stuff she does with the excel data and we can get our kind of comparison point as well um so steve no, no, Nanette, 23, bottom of the barrel. And that is to say, it's still a good yeah. Frasier episode because there's no such thing is as it? <laughs> one of you. What have you gone with? I have a feeling we've, we've gone for the same one. To quote Mike Shaw, crap. <laughs> uh, number 23 for me is liar, liar. Talk us through why you, you put it there. Well, you want me to review the whole episode? Because I, I don't know. No, no, no. Just keep <laughs> in a, no, no. a capsule 50 words. Do you know what? I, I just, as we, when we reviewed it, I just found it actually more weak or weaker even than when I've watched it before. Reviewing it really opened my eyes up to how much so a lot of that storyline just didn't need to be there. It's, it's a filler episode. The John Rajeski stuff's got some good lines. You know, the Italy, France, no Italy, abroad. <laughs> yeah. Those lines are classics. The rest of the episode, I actually just find drags. It's mm. not... It's not good for me. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad episode, as we always say, but out of the 23 we reviewed, that is definitely, for me, the weakest in season four by quite a way. Yeah. My my 23, Steve, what do you think I've gone for? Looking through that list and knowing your hate for Sherry, and uh, Daphne, <laughs> I get the feeling it might have Daphne in the title. Honestly, it, it, let, me, let, me just, let me just shock you, Steve. It's it's Liar Liar. Um, yeah, it, no it, way. It's Liar Liar. Um, I completely agree with you. Don't Just don't love the, the kind of awkward cringe humour. Um, Frasier in John's apartment and his his wife. Oh, Loopy Valais has just joined the, the waiting room. Um, yeah, the, the whole thing it, it just everything there it's just not for me um and you know learning about what they did at school and kind of martin's kind of real kind of you know repulsion by learning that they they did that it's just like yeah we're all on martin's side and we're never normally um well sometimes we are but yeah just didn't didn't cut the mustard for me so liar lies 23 my 22 
Um, it's actually Roz's Krantz and Gordenstein are dead. Um, I think that might shock a few people. Um, because I do really like Roz, and I'm pretty vocal about this, and I like Roz-centric episodes, though she isn't well represented in my rankings here. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this episode. Um, just had it lower down for me. I just as 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 great as Roz is, I wasn't certain that she was completely kind of sold a great plot here. Um, and there's a kind of couple of bits towards the end when she's quite initially quite sympathetic um, with the, I can't remember the name of her, her charge, the, the the kind of elderly woman she's looking after. It's not Edna or Moira. There we go. You guys are the best. This is so good. Anytime I need to ask anything, it's Steve, <laughs> just flying. Moira, like, she's initially quite empathetic with her and her kind of memory loss. And then she does something again. And then Roz is just like, okay, I'm getting out of there. You know, screw this. So I was like, Roz, you're better than that. Um, that's my my 22. Steve, what is your 22 and why? 22 for me, Love Bites Dog. Mm. Just because I don't think Kelsey and Dan Butler against each other, they're not really in the same league, are they? I mean, Frazier as a person and Bulldog as a person, the woman's not going to have much of a competition between the two of them. I just think mm. she'd either want to be with one or the other. They're, they're just too... Polar opposites to me, and I don't think the storyline worked. If they were, if it was Poppy going with Fraser and Niles, mm. got two people of the same class. I hate to say it, Bulldog's not the same class as Fraser. Yeah, so it kind of made no sense to me that episode. And again, it's not a bad episode. It's just not not very high for me on that on that mm. seat. I I have ranked that a little bit higher than you, um, but but we'll get there. Um, so, what is your your twenty one, Steve? Twenty one, our father. Who's our ain't heaven? Mm, tell us why. Again, it's just, is it funny? Is it funny throughout? I mean, the whole, the art, the Cordoba, the mm. buying it. Is it a wine rack he buys for Niles to sort of make that up? For crazy that? thing. It's like wood with a bit of plastic vine leaf around it. Martin, um, Martin's got a brain. He knows Niles isn't going to like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And ugh, I thought we so, know that. Frazier didn't like the Cordoba. Do you know what I mean? I know he raved about it in the restaurant, but surely on the way home, it had gone, God, did you see that art? Surely yeah. he'd have opened up to Martin on the way out and gone, Oh, you were a bit nice about that art. And he'd have gone, Yeah, I know. I was just saying it to be nice. Do you know what I mean? Would would Martin be that blind? He was a detective, you know. Surely he'd see through that crap. You know I mean? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I do agree. Um, I, I have got that episode quite, quite a bit higher, um, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, just the wine rack's really interesting to me because it's just like they're not remotely comparable, you know, like giving someone art they have to show in their home on like a feature wall and giving them something that's dusty and small and they can just hide behind a fridge or something. <laughs> it's, they're not comparable situations, although Fraser's like, damn, Nars, how did you do that? I need to learn from you. Like, well, you know, unless he gives Niles equally hideous art, they can't really kind of test their, uh, their, their relationship there. Um, my 21 is Dad Loves Sherry, The Boys Just Wine. And I think it's because I quite like Sherry and I don't love Frasier and Niles hating her in this episode. Um, <laughs> I think Sherry was a bit of a breath of fresh air in this season, um, I'll be honest. Um, and there's just something for me about, yeah, their, their kind of playground banter against Sherry that, that put it here for me. Sherry um, definitely does shake up those episodes and the reason i'm going to jump in there is because that's actually my number 20 <laughs> so really really a number out on the fact that it again is a good episode and you're right i mean i like the fact that sherry does 
sort of ruffle the feathers of all the boys, really, Martin included. She knows how to get those boys' attention. She knows how to put them in their place. Mm. It does make it, you know, an, an interesting episode. So, uh, and Martha, uh, Mar- is it Marsha Mason? Marsha Mason. Fantastic yeah. actress. Um, definitely well cast to come in and do that job and put the boys in their place, as I say, so... Yeah, yeah, and Ludicrous Pop and Jay says Sherry could have been a really annoying character, but Marsha Mason does such a good job making her likable. I completely agree, and I think maybe when I was a younger man watching Frasier, I probably thought Sherry was a little bit annoying and I didn't really love her. And then now watching it, I'm like, you know what? She, she and Marty go together so well. Um, it's almost uncanny at, at some moments. Um, way better, I think, than he and Ronnie do. But that's for a whole other. Um, kind of different different ballpark in many years' time. But yeah, that was a nice segue onto your 20, Steve. My 20, again, apologies to Perry, is is Ross's turn. Um, just, yeah, I, I just not, again, just don't think they're kind of doing what they can with, with Ross here and Frazier's kind of response as well. To, to, am I right in thinking this is the episode where Bulldog wants her as his producer? As her producer, I mean, is that is this a different episode? Someone remind me what Ross's turn is. Mm-hmm. Goes for her own thing. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think yeah. Just I don't know. I mean, I love BB, um, but I just think I don't know. Yeah, there's just something about the way Ros and Frey kind of butt heads in this episode. I think wing. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that that was my twenty. To, to be fair with that that episode, I actually find that Frasier has the better lines, considering it's called Roz's turn. Perry Gilpin doesn't actually get the better lines in that. Mm. When my shipmates and I come into port and all that, it, it's it's still more about Frasier than it is about Roz. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. it's not really Roz's turn after all. Um, sorry, what number were you up to there? Uh, it's 19. Um, you, you go. Daphne hates Sherry. Mm, okay, I've got this quite a lot higher, but that's fine. That's all the beauty of this ballet, Steve. Are we allowed a difference in opinion? Of course we are. It makes the Excel spreadsheet way more interesting when, um, when Caitlin gets her hands on it. But yeah, tell us tell us why. I think I like the fan oscillating. Um, but I mean, that's iconic. We really did pull apart at the end about the medication, the prescription pad, etc. Um, I think it's just got some flaws in the episode. There's, mm. there's some fun stuff in there, but... You know, I just don't think it's a complete episode for me. Um, when you when you hear my top five, maybe you'll realise that what I look for in an episode in season four is very different to what this episode's got in it. That's why, <laughs> that's why it's so far down, really, because it doesn't compare to what I've looked at in that in that sort of top scale, really. Mm, okay, but it's a good justification um, completely. My nineteen is Death and the Dog. Um, I, I kind of having a similar reaction to, to season two with the unkindest cut of all. Um, just some of the Eddie centric episodes, just for, for someone who was such a popular member of the, of the cast and crew. And um, it just doesn't do, doesn't do a lot for me. And I think it's mostly because again, I don't love Niles and Frazier's um, it, I like it when they're being hoity and snobby and it's, it's sometimes it's pompous in a playful way, but the way they are with the, the kind of dog psychologist or psychiatrist, um, kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, but I guess there's some good moments where they're kind of reflecting on their own, um, kind of sadnesses in their own lives, which I think is, is good. Um, but that was 19 for me. Um, what was 18 for you, Steve? Ask me no questions. Mm, okay. Uh- it's again not a bad episode i think it's the fact that he just it is it's i think we discussed this and Corey brought it up when we um we reviewed it as well in his listener mail um that it it is kind of just 
my coffee with Niles remade. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The whole ask him a question and let him, him ponder over it for 24 minutes straight. There is, again, some funny moments, but I don't think it's anywhere near the, the sort of quality that my coffee with Niles has with that one question being asked and the fact that he values Niles' opinion so much but wants to spend 24 minutes of our time going over that one question. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some brilliant scenes, and as we spoke about in the episode review, you know, the direction of it with the the streets and the uh, steam grates and the jazz music and all that is a brilliant sort of, it's a totally different episode from a lot we see in this in in this season. Do you know what I mean? The way it's directed and the way it's set and the and the scenery is totally different. But again, as I said a minute ago, when you see the top five that I've got, totally different type of episode. Yeah, I mean, you've saved me a great job here, Steve, because eighteen for me is ask me no questions, and I think it's because of the fact that it is that my coffee with Niles two point and <laughs> considering we love that episode. I like having more of that, but also you're only ever going to compare it to the original that you love so much and you're kind of constantly comparing the two episodes. So yeah, that that's 18 for me. Um, 17, Steve? Odd Man Out. Odd Man Out. Season finale. Okay. Um, purely because I think, for me, I think it would have been better to have a cliffhanger and have her back in the first episode of season five, not to walk out, knock a chair over and walk away. Hmm. I think they actually could have had something better go in there and I think they could have made her maybe even for two or, two or three episodes, just to carry over to actually make season five start with Fraser actually having a love interest or the start of a possibility of one. So yeah. kind of, I'm not saying I'm a better person, I'm not saying that my idea would be better. <laughs> I think it could have been an improvement to have a cliffhanger for that season. Um, and I think they just, they sort of, they got in, um, is it Linda Hamilton? They got her in and then sort of ushered her out very, very quickly. I mean, that's a big name star at the time. Mm, um, time. To have her in an episode just to then boot her back out again is just odd, especially when they spend so much time with Charlotte in season 11, obviously. So um, I just think it's a shame they didn't use her more and sort of make more of that storyline of him meeting her in that way, make more of a romantic thing for Frasier. But he is the broccoli of dating and obviously not meant to be. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Linda Hamilton, you know, great, great actor. And, and as Ludicrous Poppin' Jay says, she was probably busy with Dante's Peak. Anyone out there, if you in the unlikely event you haven't seen Dante's Peak, go check it out. The ultimate blockbuster thrill with my boy and a Hamish's boy. Pierce Brosnan opposite Linda Hamilton. There's just so much to love there. This podcast is not sponsored by Dante's Peak. Um, but yet 17 for me, Steve, is Love Bites Dog. Um, for kind of the reasons you say, though, I do, I don't know, I, I kind of like Bulldog in this episode. So this is why it's higher than it was for you. Um, it is a bit of a mismatch, but like I, I think in some ways, you know, Frasier isn't the sex god he thinks he is. And maybe this, you know, this <laughs> golfer sees Bulldog, you know, and he's into sport and she's like, you know, let's let's do this. You know, you, you know, I don't want to be with a stuffed shirt sipping coffee. I don't know. So some <laughs> some aspects of this um kind of work for me. Um, but you know, it's still it's still in no no nanette, as it were. Um, but that's that's 17 for me. 16. I'll just tell you, I've got odd man out. Um, That's not, not, yeah, not too far apart. Not, not too far apart, very close there. Not a lot I need to add um, there that you said. What was your 16? Same. I won't have to add much to what you've already said. Rosas, Krantz and Goldenstein. Oh, there we go. We're, we're pretty, pretty close there. The only reason I've ranked that higher than the other ones that I've ranked so far is James L. Jones. I think he yeah. 
he sells that episode to me. I mean, even with just the simple line of, do you want the light off? And he says, that is true, actually. I do, yeah. <laughs> I think that line alone, <laughs> surprised me. <laughs> that line alone makes that 24 minute episode brilliant. Just mm. James Earl Jones surprised me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just brilliant. I, I think him as an actor and as a guest star brought that, that episode so far further up the rankings for me. I think that's a really good shout. And I think when I was kind of reviewing these episodes, I always forget some of the B plots and I forgot that how much I love James Earl Jones in that in that episode. Were I to do this again, would I bump it higher? Who can say? Um, <laughs> but, but I do, you know, I don't have that power. But well, uh, it's locked in, you can't change it. <laughs> it's locked in. Wig. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, I really, I really do love his his cameo there, which I think I think is really good. Um, am I right in thinking we're now on Time Flies Tomorrow, Steve? The second tier, which is our episode yeah. fifteen. Apiece. I actually had my sixteen in Time Flies Tomorrow. I've only you, got, oh, okay, that's that's fine. I've only got seven in No No Nanette. That's so. absolutely that's absolutely fine. Um, but so are you now? What number are you on? Because I've got I've got fifteen. Are you I'm on? I'm on fifteen. Okay, mine was Are You Being Served? Um, oh, ouch. Kiss it, make yeah. it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is, it's really hard. I forget how hard it is to justify these rankings sometimes because we kind of love all these episodes. And what this does is teaches us to talk about the negatives to, to justify why something is 15th and not and not second. Mm. Um, so it's actually getting, it's, you kind of talk yourself into circles a little bit. Principally, every episode I've got above this, I just enjoyed a little bit more. Um, however... I think Niles gives a great, well, David Hope Pierce gives a great performance in this episode. Um, and I do, I do think he's really, really great. And that's probably why this is in the second tier, but that is my 15. What's it's a bit high. That one's a bit high for me. So that's fine. That's my good. number 15 is the unnatural. Wow. Okay. Um, I found it really hard. Actually, the middle eight of this sort of ranking system it is hard. I actually just kind of had to just go, how many of these are filler episodes? How many of these mm. episodes lead the way? How many of them move the season on? How many of them yeah. are just a bit of fun? Do you know what I mean? A sing- and I actually find The Unnatural is just a single sort of one-off episode. It, it could go anywhere in the running order and almost still make sense. Um, Fraser trying to learn to play baseball or softball at the time. Um I actually had, I almost think I had more fun listening to Corey's explanation of when softball would be played and when <laughs> could have been at the station or out of the station and what day of the week it could be. That actually entertained me nearly as much as the episode. And I absolutely love that answer, Corey. I cannot thank you enough for the amount of work you must have put into working out exactly what time that softball game must have happened. Um, that was I do, amazing. I, I, do, I do enjoy the episode, but like I say, I mean, other than grandpa can't do math in his head, how many standout lines are in that episode? And mm. I, there's probably less than you can count on a hand. Um, and, you know, Frazier trying to not to, was it follow through and uh, hit himself in the kidney on the backswing or something, I think is one of the lines that Martin makes and hitting that hat on his head and, and stuff like that. It's, it's good again. But um, yeah. like I say, my middle eight is, I feel more filler episode than anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I said, wow, when you read it out, like I was kind of, you know, shaming you because this is my top four. I've just I've just reminding myself of my list here, Steve, and my fourteenth is the unnatural. And I, I think I, you've I, kind of. I, I apologise for bursting out laughing that Ludacris Poppinjay just put. Why would you drive to the gap in the middle of the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, such a great brilliant. line. Thank yeah, you, I mean, it, it kind of goes to show the testament of the, of the community here that, yeah, my lasting memory of the unnatural is Corey's unbelievable <laughs> mental gymnastics to work out the, the kind of logistics of that KACL baseball game. And it's just kind of like, you know, that's the beauty 
that is Corey. Um, the magic yeah. that is the, is the trivia masters. Clearly, I have a social life. Um, so that is that is fourteen for me. Thirteen. This might ruffle. Well, I'd say a few feathers. This might ruffle a few heads. You may it's, have jumped. Hold on, you may have jumped ahead, Will. My have 14, I? What's your fourteen, Steve? My fourteen is I'm definitely sorry. dog. But we have covered it, and actually, I totally agree with what you said. But I've placed it higher. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that although I find the boys quite fun when they're snobby. I find it really irritating when they're rude to people to their face. Not yeah. that you should be snobby behind someone's back because that's better, but you don't hurt their feelings if you're doing it without them knowing. Yeah. And Fraser being ethical, I'm not sure that ethics say that you should be rude to the person's face either, but I think they're actually really rude to that doctor who's come to do a job. I don't think he deserves quite that much abuse. Completely, completely. I um, think you've. Uh, but I do always find the. Uh, I once made a meme of two collies sitting on the uh, sofa, and that still makes me laugh. And if I blamed <laughs> only myself, it still makes me laugh of there's two collies sitting on the sofa. <laughs> Your so, memes are legendary in these parts. Collies so. or colleagues. <laughs> um. Okay. So I said it might ruffle poor buttons, McFarland. Um. <laughs> it might ruffle a few heads. Thirteen for me is head game. Um. And I feel like this is going to be a lot higher for a lot of people. Um, I think Niles is great. And this is like a funny episode. It's a bit of a spoofy kind of episode. But I don't know, maybe maybe it was just a little bit a little bit too goofy in some some respects for me. And maybe doesn't have the, I don't know, the writing that some of the others do. Um, I like this episode. I think it's a fun one. Um, it's something you can kind of throw on. It feels very divorced from plot. Um, so many of these do, actually. But... Yeah, I think this is going to be higher for a lot of people, but Head Game is my, it's my 13. It is higher for me, that one. No, um, that's fine. 13, I have the double bill, three dates and a breakup, mm. which probably surprised a lot of people that I've slapped it right in the middle of those rankings, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed reviewing it. I enjoyed saying two possibilities a million times in that one episode. And I still message Will quite often whenever he says he's going out or he's having a drink. Whenever <laughs> I cheers anyone, I say it now. Whenever you put a picture on your Instagram of a drink, I have to watch <laughs> two possibilities every single time. It's got to be done. It's um, got to be done, Steve. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good fun double episode. Uh, obviously, we reviewed it as one. But yeah, for me, it's completely middle of the ranking. Um, mm. I don't feel like it's, it needs to be any higher, and it's definitely not any lower than that. Um, it is just an enjoyable, I mean, what is it, 40, 45 minutes? I just think it's an enjoyable episode. But like I say, I don't think... Do I laugh at it more than others? Possibly, definitely more than the ones I've ranked lower. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a mid-range, mid-table episode for me. Mm, it is a little bit higher for me, but not like astronomically. But we'll we'll get there. Twelve for me is a pretty middle of the road. Now is our father who's our ain't heaven. Um, very low. <laughs> yeah, you did rank this low, which is fine because I, I I can see on a different day I might have also done that. But I don't know, being a bit of a sucker for the kind of arts slash literary themed episodes, I like the fact this is going to centered around you know a disagreement over art and Fraser like you know isn't it funny how one person can like one thing and the person can't like another and you know him just kind of talking himself in circles i like i know that i could have done this before with members of my own family like if they bought me something i bought them something i don't know not to the extent where i make them cry like fraser does um but yeah i don't know i i, I just think this is quite a believable plot but um it sounds quite strange but it, it's really plausible for me that that martin would do this and would cause fraser like real you know untoward anxiety um because he's like what the hell do i do with this um is mr shapiro down the hall? <laughs> i need to stop the 
looking at the comments coming up at the bottom. No, keep them going, keep them going. Um, but that was 12 for me. Steve, what was your, your numero 12? Uh, 12 for me is Roz's turn. Again, a middle mm, okay. for me. A lot higher than me, though. Yeah, but for the same reasons, I think it's a middle of the road episode. It, it, it doesn't oversell anything to me. Like I say, I actually find Kelsey funnier in that than Perry. Um, his my shipmates and I pulling into port. Is it also? Is I'm pretty sure. Is it the one that Martin also says? Can the crane boys with a girlfriend hold their hand up, please? No, go on, keep them up while I can. And he looks around. <laughs> that that brought it up for me. But other than that, I find the episode reasonably weak. Mm. That yeah, that I do love that bit actually. Um, I, re- I do really love that bit. But I know I, I think that's a, a, a fair justification. Um, is that, we, I'm on to my eleventh now. Is that yep. where we're at? Um, sorry, there's a few more people joining the old waiting room here um my 11 is daphne h sherry um which feels extraordinarily apt right now because i'm sweating i'm boiling for the first time this year i'm about to get the fan out and sleep with a fan and it it, does it it does oscillate everyone you'll be pleased to know um i haven't haven't got my linens on to kind of stand in front of it kind of seductively calling myself um but yeah i don't know i i I love the kind of clash between daphne and sherry here i think again makes a lot of sense it's you kind of can see it coming the sexual tension between nars and daphne is kind of astronomical here um and in not in like a previous episode where we're like why is daphne oblivious to what's going on here right now you can see she knows and she's almost willing to kind of give in to uh, to what is to her a bit of a kind of heat at the moment infatuation type thing but um yeah you know i've got it middle of the road but i think i think there's some good stuff in this episode so that was my my 11 um my, okay, you go for your ten, Steve, because it's probably going to make. No, you... I'd go. With, I'd go with my eleven. <laughs> your eleven. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Um, three days of the condo. Three days of the condo. Okay. Okay. I do like Mrs. Langer. Ms. Langer. Ms. Langer. Ms. Langer. Old cow. Um, and I did get a very good response on Facebook when I uh, actually did paint my front door last September and I got a new door knocker to which I posted a picture of it and Facebook went wild with comments from this episode about how great my door knocker was and how many no really? I was going to get. Um, not my personal Facebook, no one would give a crap on do you, there. Do you ever get the feeling um, that you're knocking on the door for better worlds, Steve? I, do you know what? I just hope that when anyone's past my front door, maybe they just smile, <laughs> give a bit of money to charity, you know, you know, just feel better about their day. Like and... ripples on a pond, as Molly exactly. Briscoe says. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the episode. Again, there's there's ones that are high, but yeah, I, I, do, I do like that episode. It is, it's a lot of fun, and I, I like how many times they can say Ms. R and something else to, to make her name slightly more comedy, basically. I think yeah. she's actually a fantastic actress as well. I think she's brilliant for that part. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, my 10 is going to make you break out in hives, I think, Steve. Um, number 10, I've got the two Mrs. Cranes. I, I, how do I leave this? <laughs> please, the please, my ankle. please stay. Um, as a farce episode, it's good. Um, I, I'm not going to wade in on it because Clive, it's got nothing to do with the accent. I don't, nothing else needs to be added to the, the accent on. discourse. Hold on. The things that are wrong with this aren't Clive's accent. <laughs> no, it, it's it's like I, I don't want to kind of I don't want to make that the scapegoat for why this is lower than it's definitely going to be for you. But I just think it is Clive. It's just Clive doesn't work for me. Um, I don't can't. Speak Ill of the dead. Scott Atkinson died last. I year. know, I and you know he, his accent. he is very iconic in this episode. You know, for better or worse, but um, it just 
doesn't tick the boxes for me. And this this episode comes up quite a lot as a very popular one, which I you know I love, and I'm glad people love this. For for me, it's one that's never quite made sense. Um, but there we go, pouring out a pint for my homie Clive. Um, but yeah, one every fortnight. <laughs> it's it's ten. It's ten for me. What is your ten, Steve? Uh, my ten is cute but stupid. It's to kill a talking bird. Wow. I, okay. I had a lot of fun reviewing. Mm. Um, and really making did. impressions and um as will i don't know if we'll remember um which i didn't post on fraser fan club i haven't actually posted anywhere i actually adopted a crow which sadly passed away we found him injured outside my house and i did actually uh send will a video of the crow hopping about in my house with me saying cute but stupid in the background <laughs> um and many other bird phrases and uh john when i sent it to john said there was no one more birdly than i and um you know i am a stickler for freshness etc um yeah i love the episode to be fair to it to, to kill a talking bird but there is nine better ones than me yeah no that is we're pretty much in that territory now anything that's here it's because i just love the episodes above it more um nine is is three days of the condo so not a million miles away from you steve right. um I just think, yeah, Ms. Langer is great. I think this is a really good setup, like Frasier going against the board, the whole scene in the multi-story car park, you know, don't 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 come too close or no, keep your distance. Um, you know, vanity plates, Dr. Dorfman. Um, there's just something about this episode. Um, and it's kind of one I kind of forget about. And then and then when I watch it, I'm like, you know, this is really solid, really kind of solid front to back. Just like the episodes beyond it more. But that's my nine. Have you done your nine? My nine is a crane's critique. <gasps> don't 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 inhale. <gasps> a big a big gasp from myself there. I've overgasped. This man has overgasped. I almost started this when you said watch your twenty three. I was going to go ham radio just for yeah. a laugh. Just, just <laughs> everyone leave the room. Yeah, I hate ham radio. It's an awful episode. Um, no, a crane's critique. I think the character of T H Harrington's brilliant. I think the boys running across the street. No, no, Dad, is it that? Is it him over there? No, Nas, it's him over there. Um, the Harrington doodle. No, it's mine. No, it's actually mine. I did it. Do you know what I mean? That's um, so good. That's so and, good. And the actor is it Robert Plosky? Porosky. He's in a lot of things. Um, I think he's absolutely brilliant in Mrs. Doubtfire opposite Robin Williams. And I think that actually makes me love this episode quite a bit as well, because I think he's a fantastic character. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. just the right person to play T.A. Yeah. And, and it, it reminds me, is it Catcher in the Rye? He's also only a, a one-off book, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I think Salinger, um, he kind of wrote a few, but um, was a big recluse. Um, and I think the idea is they're basing yeah. Houghton on, on well, Salinger. That is one of my all-time favourite books, possibly actually my favourite book. So um, I'm pretty much in there with, I think that's the reason I've placed it where it is. Again, yeah. there's better ones in my eyes, but I do love the episode for that sort of thing. So Perfect, perfect. Um yeah, it's needless to say, it's higher for me, but that's fine. That's fine. You've justified that beautifully, Steve. Eight for me is, and this was hard because my kind of seven to one is really kind of solid for me. This just slips out. Is is three dates and a breakup. I love three dates and a breakup as a as a double bill. You know, you can't really ask for much more. I think I think was it Corey saying you know watching Frasier bombing with women is always is always fun. I think it was Corey in the chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, there's just 
you know, three, three dates to see him kind of cock things up and just completely make it an ass of himself. Who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see the possibilities? Who doesn't want to see him accidentally seducing Sherry when he forgets that she's there? You know, not <laughs> as one of, of his, you. <laughs> not, not as one of his romantic dates, but, you know, as, you know, she's there for actual relationship advice. Um, I just think, you know, I think this is a really great episode. So it's, it's eight for me. Um, uh, over to you, Steve. Oh, right. Yeah. We're into the chameleon song then, I believe, if we're in the top eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, so, for, yeah, for me, it's it's seven to one for you. It's eight to one, but that's fine. So, what, what opens your chameleon song? Coming in at number eight, Are You Being Served? Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot higher than me. There's foam. There's hotness. There there's is foam. There's detectives. There's, he was a detective, you know, coming out of Jane Leaves. I think the fact that it's just, it is comedy genius with Niles covered in foam it's I just love the way it's written I love the setup to that joke I mean I know we talked about the whole does Frasier like hugging well he seems to in certain episodes but doesn't in this one until the end and then the foam's everywhere and I just think David Hyde Pierce is hilarious and as I spoke about on that you know going through my own divorce at the time and season four was just so much about that I think it really brought it home to me I just I think I just love that episode for the hilarity of what Niles went through which was comic relief from what I went through do you know what I mean so I, I yeah I, I, it's dear in my heart that episode I like it a lot so beautiful and I think we had a, a really kind of yeah great time reviewing that um, yeah, good fun, that yeah one. really good stuff um my opening for Chameleon Song which is my my seven is that right and now on to seven and then it'll be your seven well yeah I mean I yeah, skipped well, that's I had, fine I had, yeah I yeah so, the lower tier so yeah so my my seventh is a little Thanksgiving um what on I will tell you that now I absolutely <laughs> love this episode um I think one I'm a sucker for American sitcoms having kind of holiday themed uh, or seasonal themed episodes so Halloween Thanksgiving Christmas always going to be a big fan of that um Please remind me, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, of um, Marbury, thanks for your interest. Paxton Whitehead. Paxton Whitehead, an incredible name. I just got it, I forgot it. He's amazing. He's great in Friends. He's much better in this because he gets way more lines. Um, well, Will, what did, you, um, what did you send me? Was it yesterday morning you sent me the message saying we need to move it back by an hour? Or was it this morning? I can't remember. I think it was this morning. And what did I reply with? In the words of Paxton Whitehead, do I sound flexible? Do I sound flexible? <laughs> um, just amazing. Just this episode. I just, Fraser and Lilith teaming up. Um, Lilith is so good. She's like BB. You know, we love to see her. Um, and it's just kind of the snobbery of this show at, it, at its best. Um, just just think it's just think it's amazing. So I, I think the episodes above this are better, but this is really, really top tier stuff for me. What's seven for you, Steve? A little Thanksgiving for exactly those oh. reasons. Hence, I was so excited when you said that. <laughs> love that. Love that. But yeah, coming in at seven for, for exactly the same reasons. Like I say, I, I love Lilith. I think every episode she's in is absolutely golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paxton Whitehead, just as he does in Friends, plays that perfect character of just being a snob. I think Jane Lynch, although she's very overlooked in this episode as a guest star, I think she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Actually, Jane Lynch in Desperate Housewives at some point. Ooh. I don't know. Let's let's let the Lowler in the Glen. I might (laughs) be wrong. I might be wrong, but I think she appears. She might not, but I think she appears in so many different um, sitcoms, etc. That she's just not seen in. Um, Oh, Rachel's nodding. Rachel's nodding. She was. No way. I can't believe I've just got another one. (laughs) Oh my god! But yeah, just goes to show the overlap here. 
Um, but yeah, it's also the fact that I mean, Jane Lynch was in an episode of I think she's in Seinfeld at one point. She's in Caroline in the City at one point. She's these minor parts, but I absolutely love her in the film Role Models. I think she's absolutely hilarious. Do you want to uh, have for lunch? Cocaine. <laughs> what I had for dinner? Was it cocaine? <laughs> so good. I just so think good. She's a brilliant actress, and she could have had a much better part in that in that episode. Mm. But obviously, she was probably just starting that. So yeah, yeah. Um, Perfect, perfect justification. Six for me, Steve, a lot higher than you, is To Kill a Talking Bird. Not a lot higher, but higher. Um, just, I don't know, looking at kind of Niall's fast episodes, not not quite fast, but um, compared to something like Head Game, way more interested in the Niles of this episode than I am in the Niles of Head Game. I think like I love the Montana. I love him trying to hobnob with these people. It's just a really bizarre kind of setup for him to have the cockatoo that won't, or cockatrice, I can't remember whichever it is, won't come off. Is, is cockatrice even a bird or is that like a mythological creature? I think it might be mythological. Um, Corey, Corey will know. Um, <laughs> mythological, <laughs> there we go. I just, I, honestly, I would put all the money I own that Corey would know that, and he did, um, from Magic the Gathering. Um, so yeah, just I think it's a perfect setup for a, for a great Niles episode. So that's my six. Six for me, Will, you're not going to enjoy when I say this, the impossible dream. That, that's still much higher than a lot of people would rank it. I'm just grateful it's in the Chameleon song. That's all I'm grateful for. I like it <laughs> for many reasons, but I think one of them is the line that, is it when he says, um, and hopefully tomorrow I'll wake up without a man in my bed or something <laughs> like that, and everyone just looks at him. And just the way it keeps building, and obviously you've got Patience Daddy. And Patience Daddy's an iconic Freud line. And, I think Fraser's head is such a mess in that episode, and the mm. way is it? I mean, I have to think about it. <laughs> a man-eating tiger. <laughs> and but wow, look who's up! Amazing. Is it also Daphne with? And what do fishes have? Gills. Gills. <laughs> She's so impressed with how she works out that dream sequence. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Another brilliant Daphne moment. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I've got it. Six. No, no, I, I think that's fair. I'm happy that it's it's higher than than, than I thought it might be. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how what people think here. Please comment in the chat if you've got any thoughts. Do we buy Frasier's rationale that it's his mind inventing a problem for him? Because does the ending dream with Freud completely disprove that? And that's not the reason at all. And so we're basically left without ever knowing the reason for why he was having those dreams. I always assumed the episode ends, you know, because we don't know why he's having them. It's kind of just left, but I don't know. If anyone's got any interpretations, let us know. Um, There'll be no blaming mother today. There'll be no blaming mother today. (laughs) Um, Five is mixed doubles for me. Um, We have Rodney, cumulus clouds reflected in a still pond. Um, We have, you know, I love you, Dr. Crane. I love you too, Daphne. Incredible little moments at the singles bar. Um, A lot to love about this episode you know it's a pretty easy top five for me that's my fifth you'll probably think well you must know roughly now what i've got left um for five for me i've got head game i'm gonna be honest steve i've completely in a in really nice fashion i've I've completely (laughs) forgot what what remains for you which i think is the best way of doing this because then there's some element podcast episode where will's just completely ignored everything i've said (laughs) don't you dare don't you dare that is not true um but yeah real so head game is five for you i just think some of the lines in it you know oh dr crane won't you just let me touch it and um <laughs> you know and and the, what his hand it what his hair nc nancy yeah nancy oh it's prep school all over again um yeah i just really enjoy it and 
I just think it's fun. Just a fun episode. Perfect. Perfect. My four, I know you do have left. I know you do have left. Um, it's starting to. Sorry, ludicrous point, The chat is amazing. <laughs> this you, it's starting to. It's starting to. <laughs> My four is four for the seesaw, which is quite a nice little bit of the symmetry yes, there. Will. Is that also <laughs> your four? Good man. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love, love a cabin episode. I'm obsessed with the Frasier cabin episodes. I don't think there's other, other than, and we don't need to get into it now, other than Freudian sleep. I am obsessed with every cabin episode of Frasier um, and they're all going to rank very highly as we go forward. Uh, Breaking the ice was high. This is high. Um, I just think both love interests are great and are great fits for their respective crane brother. Um, I think Niles wrecking it. Frasier's kind of horrible, slightly misogynistic hubris at the end where he's like, you know, these women just want us and like, you know, just I think I love seeing him not get what he wants in that moment because you know why on earth should he? Um, and I just think the whole vibe here is just fantastic. It just there's just four people really leading and kind of carrying an episode together. Um, I just have to mention that Julie's just commented, uh, "Who's little boy? Who's little boy? You, you know, it's, make me hum like a Sub Zero Fraser." Um, I drove past a Sub Zero lorry the other day. I, I couldn't take a picture because I was driving. I was desperate because it said uh, "Wolf" and Sub Zero on the outside of it. One's a cooker, I think, and one's a uh, freezer. And I really wanted to send you a picture because there's actually a. Um, there's a unit we drive past, like a, a warehouse unit. Every mm. time we go shopping, there's a unit that fixes Sub-Zero freezers. I actually it's have a local distribution, and I'm in the middle of nowhere, and Sub-Zero have a unit for fixing You them. have a deep connection to this episode, but more than anyone else here can claim to. Well, actually, I, I actually love Megan Mullally. I think she's absolutely brilliant. She's so good. Great. And I she's think, so good. again, I mean, out of love interest, that I know Hamish is doing his love interest of Fraser on Fraser. Which Fraser. is so I good, mean, by the way. Everyone should get involved. I just think if Officer Nasty doesn't win, but that's that's my personal preference. <laughs> really who Frasier should be with. I just vote for her. Whatever any question is, if it's a fight between Batman and Superman, who would win? Officer Nasty for me is still the answer. I'm team Lisa from the bookstore. Which is John Beale's favourite. Which is John Beale's favourite. I don't believe Officer Nasty is actually Frasier's best mate. I just mm. think that I like her more. Personally, she's your best mate, is what you're <laughs> trying to mine, say. So I think she deserves to win. Mm. However... Mega Mullally, I think, is actually probably his his best um, match. I, I think she's brilliant, and um, I think she's a very attractive young lady, and I think she's excellent in Will and Grace as well. So forever Faye. There's a Cassandra and Faye debate <laughs> happening in the charity we love. Um, so your four was also four for the seesaw. For the seesaw. Uh, my my three and my, my top three were all in my top ten, so no surprise that that's how this has fallen. My third is The Impossible Dream. Um it's just a really trippy episode. It's kind of like Twin Peaks meets Frasier, which frankly couldn't be a better combination of things for me. Um, it's got all the kind of weird Freudian overtones. I'm also someone who's kind of really interested in dreams anyway. Um, I think dreams are really interesting. Um, the whole science behind them, we don't really know what they are, why we have them, etc., etc. There's just a lot going on there. Um and it's just funny. Gil's in it. And I wish Gil was in more episodes. He's in so few and he's he's painfully oh, yeah, underused. Um, yeah, so the impossible dream is my third. What is your third, Steve? My third, if I said Anne Boleyn, you would guess Catherine. I, I would say it. Catherine of Aragon. And if you want to acknowledge <laughs> he's still steaming. Yeah, mixed doubles for me. I Next absolutely cry laughing every single time. 
Um, just the fact that David Hyde Pierce and the guy who plays Rodney, whose name completely escapes me, someone will probably know it. I don't know. Um, I think he's excellent um, as a matchup mm-hmm. for David Hyde Pierce. You know, his mannerisms, the everything. Um, I just love it. And as we, I don't think me and you uh, reviewed it, but it's always reminded me of the episode of Friends with, is it Ross and Russ? Russ, the one with Russ. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, sorry, someone's put Kevin, Kevin Farrell. Kevin Farrell. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Um, you know, David Schwimmer playing both parts was good, but I think actually having someone else who is a spitting image is mm. way better rather than having the same character. I think it works better. I think it was just David Schwimmer just played himself twice. You know, he plays himself in everything. He's he plays in. a slightly more sullen version of Ross. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, just the end of it. And, uh, you know, and the fact that Niles is so upset at the end, not because he's been cheated on, but because Daphne has. Do you know, mm. He doesn't care that his feelings are hurt. And, and <laughs> that just confirms again how much he cares about Daphne. And I think there's a lot of character development in that, but with hilarious lines in it. So that's that's why it's three for me. Perfect. Number two for me. We're getting We're getting close to the top now is it going to be ham radio is it going to be the other episode that's outstanding for me it is a crane's critique number two another top 10 of mine i had that Um, number one for you i thought really i mean i'll be honest i really ummed and ahed about to be honest the impossible dream on the right day could be one for me um a crane's critique just what's not to love as someone who obviously studies and loves english lit it's a lit-based episode. It's about a, 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 an American author. American lit is my favourite kind of thing to read. It's what I've, I've written about. I just, there's so much here that I love. Um, the whole kind of concept of T.H. Houghton as this kind of reclusive author who's only ever written one book and he's now writing another. There are authors in my own life that are kind of doing that now who haven't written for decades and are now releasing things. I'm like, I'm having my own kind of Frasier moment where like, can I get an advanced review copy? You know, can I get that manuscript that they get, you know? Um there's just I just I just love it. I think it's like Fraser and I's coming together rather than a sibling rivalry, and they're kind of coming together over the kind of an, an ethically dubious thing. Um, but it's if you could, Doctor, you never know. Um, but I just think I just think, yeah, I, a crane's critique. Um, it's just so good for me. It's it's two. It's two. Two for me. Mm. I genuinely, other than ham radio, I can't think what the other episode is that you haven't ranked. Well, that's good because that means you won't know what I've got at number one. But I think Corey's probably got an idea. Oh, no, I do know. I do. Yeah, I think, I think you know. So number two is Ham Radio. Okay. Which I got, not abuse, but short abuse. comments. I, it, was, it felt like abuse, but I mm. did put it in my top ten. Yeah. Um, John did actually point out on Fraser Fan Club that it was shocking that I didn't have it in my top ten on the fact that there's a sub group of Fraser fan club called Stephen Gill present nightmare real in because at one point I very quote, proud to be a part of it yeah <laughs> he actually made me a subgroup just so I can keep posting stuff on my own <laughs> in a very small group of people about ham radio because mm. it was so common that every time someone wrote something on there I just kept writing hi ho I'm Cedric or hello I'm the ice cream man <laughs> only um, graze me <laughs> just, just over and over again um but yeah I mean ham radio is I'd say almost flawless to me. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, we had a great time reviewing it, didn't we? I mean, we really did. We really you did. almost challenged me to start with. Said, "Oh, we know it line by line." And then as soon as Hamish said, "What's the first line?" I hate to do it, but fucked it. Just completely couldn't do it, could I? Yeah. <laughs> it. We went into disarray. We, we really were so, did. yes, four now, <laughs> four now, Corey, four. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's not a review. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, we were so confident going into that episode. Oh, we'd be able to recite the whole thing. It's so hilarious. What's the first line? Uh, I don't know. Is it our hubris got us in the end? Yeah, it really did. No idea. But yeah, that's my number two. The infamous ham radio. Well, to take a phrase you've just used as, you know, almost flawless, Steve, my number one, as people can probably tell, is ham radio. Um, don't think it was the first episode of Frasier I saw. In fact, I can't really nail down what the first episode ever I saw was, though I have an inkling it is what is actually my favorite ever episode, which hasn't been reviewed yet. Um but Ham Radio was certainly around the kind of first 10 to 20 episodes I ever saw of the show. I thought, Christ, is it all this good? Obviously, it was, but, you know, this is a very special episode. It utilizes all of the KACL cast we love. Gil gets so many lines here. I wish he got more. Um, you know, Ross is there. Just Noel, even Noel. I love Noel. I'm, I love to see him have something to do. You know, KCL is kind of like a home away from home, a Shay away from Shay for all of us. Um, it's nice to get to see them all used effectively. Um, and the plot is just perfect. You know, Frazier just over-directing and kind of course, you know, hoisted by his own petard because he thinks he's Orson Welles. Amazing. Um, this, this, it was a tough one between my top three. They're all in my top 10. Um, but it's, it's got to be Ham Radio for me. I think it's iconic. And I think if I was to introduce this show to anyone for the first time, this is the episode I would tell them to watch. Um, even over something similarly iconic, like, say, The Ski Lodge, I would say this. I must admit, if I'd have ranked that at number 23, I'd be disappointed if someone hadn't commented that this is turning into a bloodbath. It's turning into a bloodbath. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like you've just said, you can't pinpoint down when you first... I mean, how old, sorry, go on. How old were you when you first saw that episode, Will? This is a really good question. So I, I think I started watching Frasier properly when I was about 16. So that would have been 10 years ago. So about 2012. Um, so I, I wrote a note next to a Crane's critique because it actually first aired on my 13th birthday. Wow. I didn't watch it at first. Obviously, that was the air date in America. I wish you had. I mean, that would have been perfect, yeah, it, perfect symmetry. But, but you're number one. Was, knowing it was that time mm. was actually around the time I watched this first episode that I have ranked number one, which is the two Mrs. Cranes. It was the first episode I ever saw or that I remember seeing of of, um, of Frasier. And Frasier in the UK, for anyone who's in the UK or anyone who's in, in the US and not familiar with it, Frasier used to air at 9.30 after Friends on a Friday night. So as a teen, obviously watching Friends was brilliant. You know, they were supposed to be people that I thought realistically I could be like. I could be like these 22, 25-year-old people and have their life. And then, as I said once when uh, Will uh, interviewed me a long time ago now, maybe over a year ago, <laughs> um, this episode came on afterwards. And I remember just realistically watching this episode and thinking, this show's really snobby. But how funny is this season? Do you know what I mean? This this show is hilarious, but it's these snobby 40-year-old guys. I've just been watching Rachel and Monica, and now I'm watching these snobby guys in suits. Who couldn't I'm be still, further from us, yeah. I'm still laughing so much more, 
and the two Mrs. Cranes being farcical, obviously one of my favourite things. Clive's accent never bothered me as a 13-year-old. It doesn't bother me it, now. It doesn't it bother, bother me, me as a Brit. Honest. Yeah. People say, am I offended as a Brit? No, we all talk like that. Obviously, you can hear I talk just like a prince. <laughs> um, you know, people are, You know, people think I am actually the actual lord to make Ros a lady. Um, <laughs> I just, I loved the episode the whole way through. I didn't even know who Maris was. Do you know what I mean? I still remember thinking, I didn't even know this person. And they joke about her not being there and everything that goes on. To find that episode hilarious when you've never seen another episode and I made sense of it and found it funny, that sold Frasier the show to me. That's mm. why it has to be number one. And it is in my top 10. I mean, beautiful, beautiful justification, Steve. And what a wonderful way to, to end this, this episode ranking. I forget how fun this is to do. Um, it's kind of, sometimes it gets a little arbitrary and I get a little worried about where I'm putting things and that others are judging me harshly. But, um, you know, it, it's so much fun. Uh, to do this and, and kind of everyone kind of getting involved in the chat as we do it is just why why we love doing this so um yeah thank you everyone for kind of listening to our rankings uh, i'm conscious that we've been going for nearly one and a half hours now it's it, it's hot where i am it might be hot where you are you know um and i don't want to keep you on zoom for too long i just wanted to really if there's anyone out there who wants to kind of say a comment has a question kind of a, an open listener mail type thing we're kind of going to open the floor for you know the next five, 10 minutes or so. Um, but don't go on too long because I don't have to cut my boyhood in Surrey speech. <laughs> um, but if anyone has anything to say, um, please, you know, you can you can just unmute and start talking. You can pop your hands up. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not a particularly Zoom savvy person. but by no, I mean, I'm open to any questions if anyone's got. Not that you're actually going to be interested in what I have to say, but if you have got anything you want to ask me. What do you do for a living, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, someone asked that on, on Reddit, didn't they? Um, when I was talking about, um, oh, what was I talking about? A colleague that brought me in food at 3 a.m. A colleague or a colleague, sorry. A, a colleague. Oh, okay. <laughs> a man in and brought me food. Um, <laughs> we spoke about that and someone actually commented on Reddit, what do I do for a living? I will tell you now, I'm a male escort. Male Not escort. male escort, I am a post person. I work for the postal service. And we would be in a very bad place without you, Steve. That is certainly true. Well, I don't um, do it in your area, but no, you know, no, no, but I mean, not me personally, but I, I, I know you're kind and I like this, as Newman would say. But actually, that reminds me that John Beale's always said that he wants to make that Seinfeld meme of a picture of me coming through the door and Seinfeld saying, Hello, Mutum. Hello, Mutum. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, thank you, everyone who's kind of commenting in the chat as well, you know. You, you thank us and, and stuff, but really it, it we have to thank you. You know, it, it, if without you listening and commenting each week and sending us trivia and coming to this, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty intimate crowd tonight. But I mean, what a what a better way to kind of do a, a season recap. There's no there's no podcast, you know, without you guys listening. Um well, you've you know, got full access to the comments that are coming up because I can't I don't want to get to them and actually lock myself out because a lot of comments coming up, people thanking. I don't know if you want to read any of those out at all or if, yeah, anybody, th- if anyone wants to actually audibly say anything or anything at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to read them out, but I mean, if people are putting it in the chat, sometimes I don't want to put them on the spot. You know, they they haven't they haven't chosen to, to unmute and say it, so we can just kind of leave it there. I think everyone can read the, the stuff that's on there. Um, if, if anyone has kind of, if anyone wants to unmute and ask us anything or say anything, you know, I'll, I'll give you some time to do that now while we hey steve hello bobby here uh little bobby briscoe uh this has got very <laughs> little to do with the podcast but i was just curious how many dogs have you got in your house and what are the breeds currently i have six okay 
I have three pugs aged nine, ten, and eleven, and Ooh. I have three smooth fox terriers who are okay. all young, um, about eight months, a year, and two years. Wow, okay. I've never I've never heard of a smooth fox terrier, so that's yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. No. They're a like? vulnerable native UK based breed. There is Ooh. probably only about five or six hundred of them in the country. So compared wow. to like something like Labradors that are bred sort of 22,000 a year bred. Um, you're talking more like 60 or 70, maybe a year, maybe not even that. Um, and I'm right thinking, is, is it Darcy is one of your smooth? Darcy's my little girl. Um, yeah. I've got Henri, the French boy that we bought in from France, obviously. And from Shay Henri. From Shay Henri. Henri. Oh, Henri or whatever it is. Oh, Henri. <laughs> and, it's too uh, soon to joke. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have Winnie that's too as well. So yeah, that's that's the Fox Terriers. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Cool. Thanks. No worries. Any any other comments or questions from you guys? Don't worry if this. I don't know that I have anything unique oh, yeah. to say necessarily. I um, this is Hillary. I live in Washington D.C. Um, and I discovered the podcast. I. I think I first became aware of it shortly after you uh, guys started doing it. And then mm. I dropped off for a while and I ended up having to, to read and, and uh, <laughs> read, uh, listen to it and catch up and frequently listening on like two and a half times speed or whatever. So the voices sound a little different than I'm I, used I to. imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's absolutely fabulous. I, Frasier is my comfort show. I, I probably watch it at least once a year and sit yeah. down go through it two or three or four times um and so hearing somebody else's take on it is absolutely fascinating to me um i frequently like going on walks and, and just listening to you guys and i'm sure that the strangers passing me by are trying to figure out why i'm laughing hysterically <laughs> um but i i have a great time thank you so much uh for for doing this this is fabulous oh that that's so lovely thank you so much hillary um it's just amazing yeah frazier is is a comfort show i think for all of us but that comfort is the mm-hmm. biggest word that, that i've always used for it it kind of feels like home um and when we started this podcast we wanted to kind of have that same feeling in some in some respects but um yeah it just the the, the community that we, that we found i think everyone kind of has that mutually in common is that it, it kind of frazier is brings us so much kind of joy and comfort and we kind of need that more than more than ever i think right now um yeah. so yeah, yeah. That, that, that's so lovely thank you um steve any anything you want to add there um no obviously thanks for the kind comments and um yeah i mean i agree that the comfort show as i've said to will before and I, I have to quote myself i think it's a show that can give you a hug do you know what i mean it is a warming yeah. show um there yeah. is hilarious moments that'll make you laugh it's not brash it's not in your face um it is that kind of show that if it's raining outside you can watch and if it's if it's sunny outside you can still have a nice time watching it Do you know what i mean it, it's just i know there's a lot of people out there that love falling asleep to this show and i know that when i was single and having a bad time i could quite happily come home from work and put like three hours on one disc and just literally fall asleep if i woke up at any on, i was quite happy just to drift in and out of sleep and watch it and i know there's so many people who go to bed what like listening to it unlike will who goes to sleep in mission control with his rain and <laughs> uh, i really do fans and everything else you've been in there 20 minutes anyway will now i have <laughs> now i have so um will i don't know if you can see ludicrous and jay's got their hand raised i can indeed do you want to take it away ludicrous if i can call you by your first name oh yeah absolutely um <laughs> I, I'm sorry my camera's not on because, uh, um, as Roz would say, I look like Divine right now. So, uh, <laughs> not not feeling my uh, not feeling my best. 
Um, your hair, it looks divine. <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew. Um, my, I've got hair like Sydney Assbasket. So, um, <laughs> my question is: When you uh, finish this podcast in what twelve, fifteen years, um, <laughs> what is the next show? Oh, what is wow. the next podcast going to be about? That's an I'm trying to talk Will into it. That's an amazing question um, because we we think about this a lot. It needs to be something that like we love deeply, like we love Frasier. Um, you know, this goes for Steve, for Key, I, I, you know, myself. We need I need to feel that that connection to the show. I, I mean, I need to kind of go back to the drawing board and think about what I could do. The Simpsons season one to ten is a is an obvious port of call, but there's a billion Simpsons podcasts. I mean, there's there's a there's about seven Frasier ones. You know, we're we're not alone in in, in this. Um, the Simpsons obviously is a, is a much more popular show in, in some respects. Um, I, I I love The Office US. Um, I love Northern Exposure. I think there's one podcast on that, but it's a little bit niche. Um, I love Friends. And Friends was my kind of first love before Frasier. And Frasier kind of showed me American sitcoms can be just as entertaining as Friends, but can maybe have slightly more kind of intellectual writing behind them. I love Friends. I'm not saying it's a dumb show. Um, those are the kinds of shows I'm, I'm orbiting around, but it's hard to know. And I, I, I can't see we, we won't pick something because this is so much fun. Why wouldn't we? But what about you, Steve? For me personally, I desperately want to do a Seinfeld. Um, and I wouldn't be adverse to that either. Um, I even have the name, and someone will rip me off now. There's 100 people in here, but I want to call it Sign Language because I think yeah, really going through the language <laughs> of Seinfeld, I know that it is, it's a bit like Frazier's, what was it, the Isle one that he did. And Ros went, yeah, that name will work really well on the radio. <laughs> Calling it Sign Language and putting out a podcast is going to not be great for certain listeners, but I'd love to do a Seinfeld one. Um, I'm a really big fan of that 70s show, maybe not season seven and eight, which is a bit rough at times, but the first six seasons are absolutely fantastic. I don't think we'll seen it, which could be entertaining because that's quite a common format these days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I know that John's seen some of it and I could bring him in. Um, so there's a way around possibly doing that. Um, and I think mm. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, etc., in that are absolutely hilarious. And it's coming back. There's going to be that 90s show is going to come out in quite soon on Netflix. So I think there's going to be a massive surge. And there's only one that 70s show podcast I've found and they finished it after about eight or nine episodes. They just gave up. I've never mm. found another one. So there is a massive gap in the market for that show. Wow. I can fill it, but you never know. Who knows, Steve? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a it's a big question. And, you know, one, keep sending us suggestions and talking to us about it because, you know, who knows what we'll end up doing. But uh, I, th I mean, I think we can maybe draw the the evening to a close now. We've been going for about an hour and a half. Um, don't know, keep you, you know, just stretch you out for nine more minutes. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Steve. Thank you, Will. And please tell Key we miss him. Oh, I will. I will, we Vanessa. Miss <laughs> we miss it. He knows. He knows the community love him, and he loves you guys too. And he will be back. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Um, Martin just, also left oh, the comment. A few up. Martin McGuire. Martin McGuire. Let me go. 
Hey, well, as a fellow Aston Villa fan up the Villa, where you think Villa will finish the season? Would you use the mic, but next door. Oh, sorry to hear about next door. Um, that's not great. I have neighbours that do that a lot as well. So, Martin, I'm with you. Is she, you know, is she down the hall? Could she not go around? <laughs> <to talk about? laughs> um, I'm not going to, I won't, I won't, I won't go into a big Villa, Villa kind of football nerdy conversation here and alienate pretty much everyone here except you and I, Martin. But I want to say seventh or eighth. Um, don't think we'll get Europe, but I think we're going to have a good, we're going to have a good preseason, and I think we'll see what happens. But that's where I'm at. Um, Europe would obviously be great. writing down seventh there, Will, because I'm going to keep you to that. Please and do, I'm, please. Do. I'm going to guess twelfth. I'm afraid, and I no, I don't <laughs> care at all about football. Literally, do not care. Don't say you don't care about Aston Villa. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more pleased that you found the third Aston Villa fan. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, there are literally tens of us. We know where um, you all are. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just want to thank everyone so much for giving up, uh, you know, a few hours of their time. Um, well, not quite a few hours, but, you know, your your afternoons, your evenings, wherever you are, to coming along and, and listening to us. Um, amazing to kind of speak to you all, to hear from you. Um, I like Phyllis chances in the Super Bowl, Ludicrous Proper J says. Um, <laughs> we will be back ASAP with season five um, within the next week or two. We're really looking to kind of get things going, hit the ground running with that and, and, and kind of get going with season five an episode every week um we really don't want to take time out again i hate doing that um so that will be the plan um and you know keep your ears peeled or eyes peeled ears open um for for key's return as well um it's been it's been it's been amazing this has been such a fun one and a half hours um we love you guys and yeah thank you so much steve yeah Lucy, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> well thank, thanks to you for inviting me on you know thanks pleasure. For pleasure you know i can't wait to see or hear key back um obviously i miss listening to the podcast that's how <laughs> i started getting involved in the first place i actually don't like listening to myself that much i like listening to key as well so i can't wait for him to be back and uh let's crack on with season five and again i can't say enough thanks for everyone who supported will key and i um and made this community what it is um those that have generously given um funds to help this happen tonight and obviously going forwards and just everyone who sent private messages to myself will the pages etc and just kept in contact everyone on reddit who listens and supports it and just yeah thanks for all the feedback you know constructive or non do you know what i mean we we, we are listening do you know what i mean that's that's we what we're as well without your feedback without you listening we don't exist. So thank you to everyone. And um, yeah, thanks for being here tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant. Brilliant to see you all, hear you all and, and meet you all in some way. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.